Coming up on Stu Does America, regular listeners of the network are familiar with the idea of the left's Great Reset, but you may not know that it's starting to happen right now. Glenn Beck is here to preview his newest special on that very issue. And Barack Obama has chimed in on the defund the police movement, and shockingly, he says he's not supportive of it. I'm sure all his fans at Antifa are going to be totally cool with that. they're, They're usually so understanding. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you go to YouTube, search my name, Stu, and we'll be the first channel there. Watch and subscribe. All of our episodes are completely free. Same goes for podcasts. Just hop over to iTunes or your favorite provider and listen for free. Just be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Something simple. It's great. Whatever. That's fine. And tis the season to piss off your liberal friends and colleagues. So why not check out some of our new items at stewdoesmerch.com for the holidays. We have the always popular Santifa Claus. Just be sure to leave him some cookies and a nice concrete-filled milkshake. Or spread cheer to your local neighborhoods with some warm decorations and even warmer structural fires. It's not a riot. It's just a peaceful tree lighting. Everyone will totally believe that. Just ask the media. Hollywood actresses and actors are becoming the opposite. Uh, What's happening? Gender reveal parties are are the ultimate taboo. Parents are forcing their kids into personas they don't want. Let's figure out what the hell is going on here and do gender identity. Stu does America. Well, happy birthday to Elliot Page. Of course, that's the male actor you might remember as the pregnant girl from the movie Juno. You may also know her as Ellen Page. I think it's Elliot's birthday because I'm pretty sure he was born yesterday. Elliot's Page, excuse me, Ellen Page. I'm going to get this confused the entire time. Ellen Page was a great actress. And she's, you know, fantastic in Juno. She was a very convincing woman, which apparently she was not at the time. I mean, I bought it. Did you? It's hard to believe that she's a man because no man could ever make the movie Hard Candy. Never. I will not go into detail of what happens in that movie, but I have to imagine that after it came out, men sprinted in the opposite direction whenever she walked down the street. Ellen Page is a really talented actress. What about Elliot Page? I have no freaking idea because I don't know who Elliot Page is. But my guess is he's exactly as talented as she was. On Facebook, the accolades came in for Elliot's brave transition announcement, including this one. Just adding my support for Elliot Page. Heart eyes emoji. We'll come back to this Facebook page here in a minute, but I love the first comment. Uh, I always knew he was different. I've loved him since Juno. You've loved him since Juno? Juno is a story about a pregnant girl. She wasn't a him. Look how crazy we have to become to act like this is reality. You've loved him since he was a pregnant girl? No, you've loved her since Juno because she was a her. We're all willing to embrace a little bit of false reality at times, I guess. No, that dress doesn't make you look fat. Or, uh, yeah, I think Prince's music was great too. But there has to be a limit of what we say to make someone else feel good. How much truth will we deny? Look, I don't care if Ellen Page becomes Elliot Page. Adults are free to make whatever decisions they want, assuming they're not breaking any laws, hurting others, or listening to Prince music. However, when kids are involved, we need to step in. Kids are not in the position to make irreversible, life-changing decisions. Literally, everyone on Earth knows this. 
We don't let eight-year-olds make major life decisions, especially if it isn't irre- if it's not reversible. And in, you know, if, gosh, I mean, if it re- involves intensive surgery, I think we're all pretty clear on this. I thought at least. Like, what if you asked your eight-year-old kid to pick their major in college? As every art history major in the audience knows, just because you have a major doesn't mean you have to work in that field. It would only affect a few years of their schooling. What's the big deal? But if you suggested that kids lock themselves into a college major at eight years old, you would be called insane, and rightly so. The world does not need that many college graduates that major in Pokemon or Transformers. HBO has made a documentary about trans kids. Here is a young kid named Phoenix. Good morning. Today we choose to recognize, honor, love, and celebrate Anyone here who would claim their identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, pansexual, asexual, or any category that I've left out. This is Phoenix. Oh, I'm really sorry. You're a little shy? Do you want to tell everyone if you're a boy or a girl? I just want to tell them that I'm a girl. Okay, you can tell them that. <laughs> okay. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. Oh. Yay! May you be well, safe, and whole. We honor you exactly as you are. <laughs> That's uh, not crazy at all. That did not seem like a cult, did it? Hmm. Now, does Phoenix actually want you to know that he's a girl? Does he? Does he want the crowd to know that? Or does mommy want the crowd to know that? Well, we have an update on the life of Little Phoenix. The documentary was made over a period of years, and Mommy has made some interesting observations on her trans kid. Hi, Phoenix. Oh, there's Phoenix. Every day, first thing I do when I wake up is uh, go to Facebook memories and delete any mention of him being a girl and change pronouns back to he if it shows up. There's this whole little precious time in his childhood that is like a dark secret. Which, in retrospect, I can't believe that happened. It was a huge mistake. Children are not transgender. He's a boy. He was born a boy. He's always been a boy. He'll always be a boy. And maybe there are people who actually are, and it's probably a mental disorder. (laughs) That's a wild swing. Look, I guess this is a good outcome, right? I mean, you know, look, it's unavoidable that in this culture, with so much pressure from the media and the left, that some parents are going to go down this road and lead their kids down this insane road as well. And some kids really will want to be a girl when they're a boy. But that's still no excuse. Some kids will want to become Prince fans, too. It's up to you to stop it. I want to go back to that Facebook page we talked about earlier, the one that came out in support of Ellen Page. It's the Facebook page called High Gloss and Sauce. You might not know its author, Jenna, but you do know her work. She is the person who is generally credited for inventing the gender reveal party. In 2008, she cut into a cake, which revealed the color pink, and she knew she was having a girl. Yay! 
Now, thousands of our wasted afternoons, lots of wasted cake, and a few forest fires later, she has now changed her view on the terrible monster she created. She writes, someone remembered it was me who invented the gender reveal party. Anyway, I felt a lot of mixed feelings about my random contribution to culture. It just exploded into crazy after that. Literally, guns firing, forest fires, more emphasis on gender that has ever been necessary for a baby. Who cares what gender the baby is? I did at the time because we didn't live in 2019 and we didn't know what we know now. That assigning focus on gender at birth leaves out so much of their potential and talents that have nothing to do with what's between their legs. What do we know now that we didn't know in 2008? What is it exactly? We didn't know that words were going to be randomly redefined. I guess we've learned that now. She finished the post with this and a picture of her daughter. Plot twist, the world's first gender reveal party baby is a girl who wears suits. That's not a plot twist. A girl who wears suits is a girl. Acting as if girls can only wear dresses should be offensive to women. Women can be women even if they dress in suits. That's all Hillary Clinton has ever worn. Should we be calling her a dude? I don't think so. At the end of the day, gender means something. It has always meant boy or girl. They've started throwing in terms like social construct over the past few years, but it's important to remember what the truth is. Today's world wants us to believe that gender is simultaneously the most and least important thing in the universe. It can't be both. Pick one and stick to it. And I hope that advice can be followed by society in general and especially by everyone's favorite teenage mom, Elliot Page. I want to tell you about a great company, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Why, why are they great? Well, first of all, we live in a capitalist system. We have uh, ways to get amazing things to come to our home. We have the best products from all around the world. And we have great companies to deliver that stuff to us, okay? Number one, Black Rifle Coffee does that better than anyone. You're going to get the best coffee delivered right to you. However, in addition to that, they go further than a lot of companies do. They've donated over 45,000 pounds of coffee to soldiers deployed overseas. Law enforcement officers, yeah, they don't mind being associated with the police. They don't want them defunded. They're giving them free coffee. Also, firefighters on the West Coast and medical workers on the front line. That's just in 2020 alone. For every coffee purchase that you make throughout the month of, uh, well, I guess, we, are we into December now? Because this still says November, but I don't know. They're, they're still giving out coffee all the time. Black Rifle Coffee will send a bag of their limited edition holiday roast to a service member currently deployed overseas to be delivered by Christmas morning. They're going to get that coffee there any way they can. I know the founders of the company, when they were deployed overseas, would make sure they always were able to get the best coffee. They worked on it all the time. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Buy a bag, give a bag. Go to blackriflecoffee.com slash stew today to learn more. Visiting blackriflecoffee.com slash stew gets you 20% off coffee, apparel, and gear, as well as letting them know you like this stupid show. The Coffee Club is the best way to do this. Blackriflecoffee.com slash stew. Blackriflecoffee.com slash stew. I'm joined once again by Supreme Overlord, Mr. Glenn Beck. His yes. newest special airs tonight, immediately following this program at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's The Truth About the Great Reset Conspiracy. 
Glenn, is it a conspiracy? It is not a conspiracy. Even though the New York Times says it is a conspiracy, it's really weird uh, that they don't come up with any kind of facts to combat that. They just say this is a crack, you know, crackpot right wing conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory is not supposed to have the facts. Mm. And the other side calling it a conspiracy theory is not supposed to be the one without any facts. Right. And that's exactly what's happening. And when you look into it, I'll show you tonight. Hmm, it's weird because uh, the New York Times is is on the board and been on the panel for the World Economic Forum for the Great Reset. That's kind of they know about it. You'd think they'd <laughs> yeah. have some facts. Yeah. Uh, this is I feel like the Great Reset is one of these things. And this has happened many times since we've been doing the show together where there's this kind of new term, Agenda 21, Common Core, you know, where these these new terms that come out and there are these movements and they go from we've never heard of them before to we're talking about it all the time in a in, in quick pacing. And the audience, I think, a lot of times looks at this and like, wait, wait, what is this? Catch me up as to what this is. So bring the people from zero Agenda to 60 21. This. Agenda 21 became Agenda 2030, Mm -hmm. which is the UN Sustainable Growth Project, okay? Sustainable Earth, Sustainable Growth. Mm -hmm. That project's been going on well implemented and big money behind it with Bill Gates, okay? Um, They changed it from Agenda 21 because we exposed it, and they weren't expecting that to happen and to catch on. So they changed it to 2030, Agenda 2030. Nobody's really paid attention to it mm-hmm. since then. It's exactly the same, which is already implemented in many of our own local communities. The Great Reset is, is just that. It is going to reset the entire world, okay? The monetary system, they're going to reset capitalism to something called shareholder capitalism, and that doesn't mean the same. It's not uh, like I'm buying stocks. No. Yeah. What it means, and I think that's why they named it shareholder capitalism, to make you feel like, oh, it's shareholder capital. Well, yeah. I'll buy stocks. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You, as a business person, you have a share that you have to pull, pull your weight as a company to get these things done. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's equity. That's global warming quality, but yeah, equity, equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, uh, you know, all the global warming climate stuff. Uh, it is this new kind of capitalism that answers to the global government or your it may be into your regular government, which then answers to the globe. OK, it, it is all encompassing. It will affect every part of your life on their own website. We're going to show you something of video that they made posted on their website we exposed it they have now pulled it down and erased it we happen to have it still (laughs) but it talks the last thing it says is imagine your life with with the global reset imagine your life in 10 years the last one is no private property now that might work in some places that doesn't work in america We are built on the individual. We are built on building something ourselves, starting our own company. COVID-19 was is just the vehicle. They just needed an emergency to do it. Mm -hmm. They needed an emergency to kill our economy. 
to kill our dollar as fast as it possibly can to bring us down to the world standards. You know, we, we talked about this almost 20 years ago to destroy the dollar and to get America and the world to be equal. You either have to bring the entire world up to the American standard or you bring America down to the rest of everybody else's standard mm-hmm. and then you reset everything. That's what this is. So COVID basically just sped this up. Do, do, so, we, do we think they're going to implement it successfully implement this more quickly? Is that their plan here? John Kerry just said last week on this conspiracy theory to the World Economic Forum right. where he was talking to Klaus. What's his face? Uh, we have the video for you. I'll show you tonight where they're saying, are, are we expecting too much from Biden and his presidency? He said, no. It's going to happen right away at a faster speed uh, and have more impact than anyone uh, understands at this point. He also said, listen to this. Um, We're going through this is a script for tonight. This this quote from John Kerry is absolutely amazing. Um, He was talking about how there are going to be people that don't want to play the game. They don't want to, you know, get involved. And there will be governments that won't play the game. There'll be maybe some corporations that won't play the game. Uh, In an article that was written last year, it's John Kerry saying how um, corporations are going to have to pick up the slack if the governments don't do it. Well, what's the problem right now? The problem we're having with our rights is we're being silenced online because a corporation is doing what the government can't. The government can't silence us. So Facebook, Google, they'll silence us, all right? So they've worked, now listen to this. This is, this is a quote, a direct quote. We need to create political accountability. We are building an army of experts from the United States and abroad, and we will isolate those who don't support this action. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's pretty direct for a conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's pretty direct. Uh, it's not a conspiracy theory. They are trying to dismantle this uh, and make everybody just, if they could just make half the population believe this is no big deal, they'll get it through. They convinced half the population that Donald Trump worked for the Russians or was working with the Russians. Look what happened. How do you get people on uh, to understand, because this happens all the time with these movements. Black Lives Matter is a good example of it. Black Lives Matter gives you this upfront slogan, right, that everyone can agree with. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, Black Lives Matter. And then under that is this much more extensive uh, plan, network. uh, You know, I mean, they said outwardly that this was a Marxist uh, organization, at least at the beginning. That's been kind of pulled off a lot of these websites. The same thing here and that the Great Reset, like we can all acknowledge we have problems, right? We can all acknowledge that there are things yeah. that we want to change. And the idea of resetting these things back to something that's positive is going to connect with people, I think, especially after this last year, which has been a disaster. Well, no, especially after what the effects of COVID are going to be. You're going to see the right. dollar start to slide. You are going to see um, much more poverty. And people are going to uh, say, yeah, let's reset back to before 2020. Correct. The problem is, here's the problem. They're not talking about going back to anything. This is something entirely new. 
Okay, the Great Reset. They're they're saying that this whole thing is going to be on fire. The economies are going to collapse. And so we'll now bring all the banking inside of this framework and control. So we'll control all of the banking. We'll take all of these sovereign dollars and get rid of them on, get rid of them all. And then we'll have the central bank do a digital dollar or digital whatever. But it's all part of one. They they control the banks, they control the dollars, and if everything is digitized, they can stop you from, if you're depersoned, if they want to, what was it, isolate you? It's easy. I can give you direct pain just by putting, just by pushing return. You don't have any money. I've made it so you can't buy anything. Your company, if they don't fire you or do what we say, because they control in this shareholder capitalism, they can tell you, shut it off. If you don't want to shut it off, they then tell people, your money no longer will allow you to buy this product. And we've seen this as their plan on several other things. We've talked extensively about how uh, the Second Amendment has been affected by these ideas of like, well, these gun companies can't bank. They can't find a bank. It's uh, already here. PayPal, another... It's this. Yeah, that's this, right? Isn't that related? I yeah, mean, it is absolutely related. That's just the softening of the ground to get people used to that idea and say that's okay. But when they have total control, you have no rights. You have no rights. This is all about the collective. This is all about equity, not equality, equity, making sure that everybody is exactly the same. What happens to the human spirit? What happens to this capitalism if uh, I can't have my own stuff? If I can't build a company the way I want to build it? Well, they'll tell you, you can. You just have to play ball with us. This is... This is a global mob. You pay your respects to us. We'll let you do it. But don't ever cross us. Do you think because I look at like the, the, the way things have played out over the past few months and I see hardcore leftists, progressives, the AOC types overplaying their hands. To the point where they you know, people are like, wait a minute, wait, defund the police. I, I don't I don't want that. Is there a possibility that this is uh, they get on the sugar high, you know, and they thought they were going to get 400 electoral votes and, and all of these things? Are they is the American people going to to recoil from this? Yeah, they are going to recoil from this, but it's not going to matter. It, it, have you wondered why is Nike? Why are these companies? Why is the NFL? Why are all these companies doing things that are clearly hurting them? Right. <laughs> How is that happening? Because the new global corporation has got to play with the coming rules. So it doesn't matter. We say we're going to boycott Nike. We say we're going to stop watching the NBA. Okay. They do it anyway. They do it anyway. Yeah. This explains why. Because so these giant corporations, this, yeah, they're positioning themselves with this um, to make sure that they're in on the new on the new, you know, uh, regime. Uh, but they're also modeling it. So it, it, it will be shown to other companies. This is how you do it. 
You have to do these things about race. You have to do these things with your board of directors. You have to have a certain number of uh, uh, color and you have to have a certain uh, number of gender on your board of directors or you won't be carried by the Nasdaq. That's already in place. That's and this is stuff Elizabeth Warren talked about a lot in her campaign. Absolutely. Um, uh, so why would companies want this? I mean, we know that because if you're in, you're in. So these big companies are thinking they're going to be the ones that are past this line. Yeah, this is and they're not going to have to worry about. Companies like this one will never be in. No, okay, <laughs> no, will never be in. In prison, um, I mean, yeah. And, yeah, and we don't want to be in. Right. But this is what. Remember that threat from George Soros? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did he say? He, uh, he said you need to get on the on board of the ship, and it's, the ship it's has already sailed. Already sailed. It's already you're sailed. You're, off of you're it. either on or off. And we said, we don't want to be on that ship, whatever it is. This is the ship. And these companies know you're either on or off. This is the way to, to A, rob America's wealth. Just destroy it and rob it. Now, if you're on the inside... And you're talking to these global bankers and the World Economic Forum and the IMF. And you're sitting there with people from the New York Times. You're sitting with John Kerry. And they say, look, we're going to reset this whole thing. It's going to be a different currency. It's going to be a different operation. People don't really understand it yet. It's very complex. We don't want it to really get out. But we're open about it. Mm. You know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Don't you think. Hmm. If I'm not on board, my dollar will be worthless. My company will be worthless. Everything I own will be worthless. I, you know what? Even if I disagree, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my money there. Because these guys have all of the major players in the world. They have all the banks. They're sitting there telling you this. Uh, okay. Let's get on the right team. Right. It's why it's... I know the dollar will collapse. I know the dollar will not be the global currency, but I didn't know what event it would take. They're hoping that this COVID thing will finally collapse our currency. It's why they continue to move the goalposts. COVID is not a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. COVID is real. Okay, but have you noticed why things keep changing and they keep changing the goalpost and then we've got a vaccine, but maybe we should slow down on the vaccine. What? Okay, it's all because this is the event to push us into the Great Reset. Well, we're going to go through all this tonight. It comes on right after the show. Glenn Beck, newest special airs in just a little bit, 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. It's the truth about the Great Reset conspiracy. you got to know the basics of this because it's going to be a big part of your life going forward. Can I say one more thing? Um, I said all day today that this is going to be on YouTube. I found out immediately after it's not going to be. We're going to run the first few minutes on YouTube where we set it up. Um, But the show can't be because there's we... It's going to be banned and we can't afford another strike against us or we lose we lose our presence entirely on social media. Incredible. So you you're lucky you're here and you're watching it here. Yeah. Blaze TV dot com slash stew. Promo code is stew. If you want to save 30 bucks on your subscription, get all uh, the Glenn Beck shows uh, every week. And of course, this one as well. Glenn, thanks for coming on. All right. Back in a second.
Former President Barack Obama has another book out, and in it, he describes the only reason he was into the socialists uh, when he was in college is because I think they were hot. Like, he's trying to pick up ladies. This is actually what he writes in his book, that he's, all right, I, I hung out with a lot of socialists, and it informed my worldview, uh, mainly because I was hitting on, on girls. Okay, sure, whatever. I don't know what the reason is, but I did pick it up while you were in office. Anyway, uh, he now is a moderate. I don't know if anyone's noticed this. The, the Democratic Party has moved so far, so fast, that Barack Obama, now when he speaks out, is seen as this, like, hardcore right-wing activist. I, I don't know how this stuff happens. Um, he uh, came out in his, um, he was doing an interview with Snapchat, uh, and, uh, which, by the way, still in business. Um, and uh, he, I guess there's a show on there called Good Luck America. He says, uh, he says, if you believe as I do, we should be able to reform the criminal justice system so that it's not biased and treats, every, uh, treats everybody fairly. I guess you can use a snappy slogan like defund the police. But, you know, you lost a big audience the minute you said that, which means uh, it is a, a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. Now, this is very consistent with the Barack Obama we know and love, which is, of course, he's for things like defunding the police, but he doesn't want you to say it, right? That's what he, he uh, if you remember Van Jones, person, of course, Barack Obama brought into the White House, he said we need to get rid of the radical means to get the radical ends. You got to kind of sometimes look corporate and buttoned up suit and say things that aren't so threatening to those evil white people so you can get the stuff you want done. That's the Barack Obama guarantee. So he says this, um, people not too happy about it because there's a new wing of the Democratic Party, the wing that wants to still have the radical means and the radical ends, people like Ilan Omar. Ilan Omar wrote, uh, responded, said, we, do we lose people in the hands of police. It's not a slogan, but a policy demand. Again, for the people saying to fund the police means something other than having no police officers. Look at what Ilan Omar is saying. She's saying it's not a slogan. It's not a description, a snappy slogan to describe some lesser policy. It is get rid of the police. Uh, same thing happened. Um, uh, this is Charles Booker, a progressive candidate who ran unsuccessfully in the Kentucky Democratic nomination for Senate. We didn't lose Breonna Taylor because of a slogan. Instead of conceding this narrative, let's shape our own. Uh, I know uh, a few other of the squad or the extended squad uh, also came out with similar comments. Uh, Barack Obama also said socialism is a loaded term for a lot of folks. A lot of folks. Once again, instead of talking labels and ideology, we should focus on taking, uh, t talking about getting certain things done. Again, this is just a way to hide what you're trying to do. And that is what Barack Obama did often while in office. And the fact that he and Joe Biden are both seen as these like moderate forces in this world is insanity. I mean, Barack Obama and Joe Biden were among the most liberal, one in two, I believe, uh, most liberal senators in the Senate when they were there. Barack Obama, yes, I mean, he didn't get everything he wanted done, but he had more progressive change than any president since at least LBJ. Uh, this has been a, a very hardcore left wing um, group, at least for America. And what's interesting is now the, the Democratic Party has gone so far left, they're left in the dust back in the middle. He's putting, I mean, Barack Obama uh, had Joe Biden as his VP. Now Joe Biden is, is naming people that he wants to put in his cabinet. And what's, what are the, who are these people? They're all said, everyone's like, oh, these people are totally moderate. They're not moderates. These are not moderate figures. I don't care how many times they say it. It doesn't make it true. 
Also, we have a situation brewing in Georgia. Now, as you know, uh, the Senate is on the line in Georgia. And I keep thinking to myself, us uh, conservatives are a little comfortable right now. I think because maybe conservatives did better in the election than, you know, maybe outperformed the polls by a couple of points, uh, you know, did better in the House than was expected, didn't win it, but came close. The Senate uh, did better than maybe expected, tied right now, uh, if they were to lose both of these seats, but it's 50 to 48 right now for Republicans. And people are thinking, well, they'll win these Georgia seats. Will we? I mean, I, I think probably Republicans will win those Georgia seats. I mean, I think they are favored in those races, but it was a close state. Obviously, uh, Joe Biden in that final count so far, at least the certified count is ahead. So this is a really important race. And uh, I feel like we're kind of like standing on the edge of a cliff. We're like balancing ourselves on one foot, kind of like waving back and forth. And we're just like, oh, I'm sure the wind will blow the right direction. You know, it's going to blow us one way or the other. It probably will blow us back to the, the side with all the ground instead of the side with all the drop to death. I think we're a little too comfortable here. And I will say some of this is getting ridiculous. The Sidney Powell thing is going, uh, I mean, it's starting to hurt here in Georgia. And the reason I say this, look at this. Sidney Powell's on stage as this happens. This is Lynn Wood. Now, Lynn Wood is the guy who was the attorney for Richard Jewell. He was, he worked with, in the John Benet Ramsey case, the Kobe Bryant uh, sexual assault case. He's a high profile attorney and he's been involved in the Georgia fraud situation here over the past couple of weeks. But listen to his message to cheering Trump supporters as uh, as they start talking about the coming Senate election, which, again, is the line between stopping a lot of the crazy stuff Joe Biden wants and having no way to stop Joe Biden and all of the crazy leftists that are out there. No way to stop them from doing anything. That's what is at stake in Georgia right now in these two elections that come up on January 5th. Listen to what Lynn Wood is telling people. This is Georgia. We ain't dumb. We're not going to go vote on January 5th in another machine made by China. You're not going to fool Georgians again. If Kelly Loeffler wants your vote, if David Perdue wants your vote, they've got to earn it. They've got to demand publicly, repeatedly, consistently, Brian Kemp, call a special session of the Georgia legislature. And if they do not do it, okay, if, they don't. if Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue do not do it, they have not earned your vote. Hmm. Don't you give it to them. Uh, I mean, I, it's really hard to take uh, that message. Number one, it's very dangerous and could wind up getting a complete democratic control of the government. That would be really bad. Really bad. You might say, well, what about the filibuster? They can get rid of the filibuster. OK, and they've all, a lot of them have promised to try to do it. So they may very well get away with that. And don't tell me Joe Manchin's going to stop it because he won't. Anyway, beyond that, uh, I have heard from Trump supporters for at least five years about this whole, you know, binary choice thing where you're only really allowed to pick either the Democrat or the Republican. Now, in this particular race, it's actually true. Right. There's only two candidates on the ballot. And Lynn Wood is out there telling people if these two Senate candidates don't do exactly what he says, I don't know why they'd be listening to him, but they, if they don't do what he says, then you shouldn't vote for them. I understand why people, you know, that people are fired up about the presidential election and, you know, all that stuff is being looked into. These, I mean, Sidney Powell told us on the air she was going to be able to prove this in a court of law. I mean, time's running out here. 
But that's what she told us. That's what Rudy Giuliani told us. That's what several people have told us on this front. But set that aside for a second. I'm a worst case scenario guy. It's going to be easy to adjust our perspective if Donald Trump is somehow president again. That's not going to be hard for us to do. What's going to be hard for us to do is stop Democrats if you lose these Georgia Senate races. And we have a major Trump supporter out in front of an an audience of Trump supporters, Trump voters in Georgia, telling them not to vote for the Republican candidates. Now, Donald Trump Jr. is saying the exact opposite. No, don't listen to that. Go out and vote for the Democratic candidates, or excuse me, the Republican candidates. Donald Trump Jr. is saying that. And I think the Trump family and and his close associates have been clear on that, that it is important that these Republican senators get elected in Georgia. Um, I know Sidney Powell's not on the actual legal team. I don't know if Linwood, I don't think he is either. Uh, But it is not it's not a good idea uh, to try to not vote for the Republican candidates here unless you want, you know, potentially Barack Obama, a Democratic House and a Democratic Senate. You want Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer in control of your future. If you want that, you can have it. Listen to Lynn Wood. But if not, I think the other way is the correct path. Back in a second. So maybe I went a little bit off the Fast Blast designed plan. I see it more of a recommendation. You know, Fast Blast is like, you know, whenever you feel like it, you can be doing the intermittent fasting thing. It's actually not true. They, would, they want it to be a lifestyle choice. I'm a terrible uh, example of self-control, of course. Uh, but I will say, just going a couple days of Fast Blast this week, already got rid of all that extra weight from the, the whole Thanksgiving thing, which was a disaster. I'll be honest with you. It was bad. But it gets, this is what I like about Fast Blast. It turns around fast. I'm a bit of a, a diet extremist, I, I suppose. Uh, I usually, usually do really well or really poorly. Uh, and with Fast Blast, when you do really well, you don't like shave off a half a pound a week. You lose weight fast. You see results immediately. You see results on the scale every single day. That really makes a difference in the way you can kind of continue going forward. Fast Blast will help you out uh, with the design of a plan that you can work with easily. And also, uh, they have delicious smoothies that will help you get through the day if you're a little bit hungry. Um, you can have those, you know, every few hours you can have one of those. Uh, they have a great app called Fasten, F-A-S-T-E-N, that you can get on as well. That really makes it a lot easier if you're going to try this, especially if it's for the first time. Always tell you to do your own homework. So I urge you to go check out fastblast.com slash please. Get started today with Fast Blast for a healthier and smaller you. It's fastblast.com slash blaze. The app is Fasten, F-A-S-T-E-N. Give it a shot today. New rule if you're traveling this holiday season, uh, emotional support animals such as peacocks, pigs, or emotional support alligators may not be allowed shocking out loud on the plane uh <laughs> if you need one of those i guess if you have an emotional support dog you can still bring that on um i will say that there the restriction is written this way customers traveling with a support animal that isn't a service dog would be required to pay an airline's pet fee to bring the creature aboard so can you still bring an alligator aboard you just have to pay a fee i think that's a terrible policy um there's a a, a bar in staten island uh, that's right off of you know, it's part of new york city um, and they were uh, uh, the owner was arrested and the GM was arrested because they violated the orange zone rules. This is part of Andrew Cuomo's insanity uh, about his little color coded system. Uh, but 
it's interesting that uh, he decided he wanted to just to, to skirt the rules. He just made his bar into an autonomous zone. It worked in Seattle. Why wouldn't it work here? Well, they arrested him anyway, uh, although it got him some good publicity, and hopefully people go back to the bar when it actually does open, if that ever occurs. Uh, New Jersey Transit, I used to take that to work every single day, issued its first summons to a rider who refused to wear a mask. And this is one of the things that I think has been a little overblown about the mask thing. A lot of places aren't really enforcing it. They say there's a mask mandate. I don't think there's been one fine from the state level in the entire state of Texas over masks. I continue to, to maintain that. Have not heard differently. We've asked the governor's office and have not heard uh, anything different. Uh, they will not go on record with us on that one. But I'm, I, that's my belief, I will say. And if New Jersey Transit is just doing that for the first time, they haven't been doing much enforcing either. And I would love to tell you this, and we're running out of time, but uh, there, if you happen to be a person who is uh, a politician, you can't break lockdown rules. You can't go have your little, uh, you know, I mean, I guess if you're Gavin Newsom, you can, that's okay. Or Andrew Cuomo, you can do that. But you normally need to, to, to listen to the rules. Well, one guy in Brussels, a politician, he went, he broke the rules, went to a party. That's strike number one. Strike number two, he happened to be an anti-gay politician, and it was a sort of a gay orgy. So don't break those lockdown rules. But if you're going to, and you happen to be an anti-gay politician, try to skip the gay orgies, at least until we have a vaccine. Back in a second. Trying to buy or sell a home now? Are you kidding me? What a pain. Yeah, that's why you need a real estate agent who you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find one. I'm in the middle of a real estate transaction as we speak, and I will say it's at a distance. I'm glad to have a real estate agent I can trust because if you don't have that, you have no freaking idea what you're doing. As someone, uh, or, or you don't know what's going on. As someone who's kind of gone through the radio business here for a long time, you're constantly moving around the country. You have no idea what neighbor, you know, you don't know the area you're going into. It's usually new cities. You bounce around all the time. Uh, that's why you understand the value of a real, a really good real estate agent. If you're moving uh, for a new job or something in another part of the country, if you are just want to sell your home, you want to either, uh, you know, maybe downsize or upgrade, whatever you're doing. Get a real estate agent you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. Get more information now at realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're a real estate agent, you can apply. Doesn't mean they take you. I mean, you might suck. So you might not be able to get on realestateagentsitrust.com. But if you're a good agent, give it a shot. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Just speaking about autonomous zones, and you need to know about the North Pole Autonomous Zone. That's the home of Santifa Claus. yes. He's jingling into town with his Molotov cocktail and his baseball bat, ready to knock the heads of any capitalists in his way. Uh, SantifaClaws.com. You can get that there. Uh, uh, the, all the merchandise is available at StuDoesMerch.com. Meet that conservative who is in your life happy this Christmas with Santifa Claws, or maybe uh, our other option for Christmas so far, mostly peaceful uh, tree lighting, a sweatshirt. We have uh, mugs, and the mugs are selling really well. Uh, it says, it's not a riot. It's a mostly peaceful tree lighting, and it's got the, the wonderful cityscape behind on fire, just like a good BLM protest. So get them now at stewdoesmerch.com. Also, love your reviews at uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Uh, first, uh, Mr. Pid's podcast. 
Glenn likes to say that stupid. Get it? Mr. Pid is very funny and informative. Top drawer humor. Thank you very much. Five freaking stars. Five stars. The only acceptable rating for this stupid show. Five freaking stars. Almost nutritious. I listen from time to time when I have literally nothing else to do. It's usually enough to almost fill the void in my chronically lonely life. I would say it's slightly more nutritional value than the Twinkies in Stu's break room. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I do know five freaking stars. See you tomorrow.